This is an RNZ podcast. Some of the changes on the investor side does or, or hopefully means that house price growth will slow. Currently running at 21.5%. I mean, that's huge. That's a lot of extra money. You and I, John, would have been better to be made out of weatherboard than uh, skin and bones in the last year in terms of earning potential, and that's, that's pretty cooked. That's economist Brad Olson delivering a highly technical economic assessment to breakfast John Campbell and his analysis of this week's big housing announcement from the government. Olson was one of a squadron of economists blitzing the media's airwaves and column inches following the housing package reveal. Independent economist Cameron Bagri, ANZ Chief Economist Sharon Zolner, Kiwi Bank Chief Economist Jared Kerr, ASB Chief Economist Nick Tuffley and Westpac Chief Economist Satish Ranchod were all given extensive room to deliver their views across every major media platform in the country. But one group was given even more room to hold forth than economists. Landlords. Property Investors Federation President Andrew King and his colleague Federation Chief Executive Sharon Culwick were all but omnipresent following the announcement, with appearances in Stuff and The Herald and in multiple shows across the TV networks. Here's Andrew King on News Hub. It is not a tax, tax loophole uh, for a start. That is just rubbish. Uh, we, 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 yeah, To call us tax avoiders and speculators is wrong. The dominance of the Investor Economist Alliance was evident in the Herald's three lead headlines in the hours following the announcement. They read like this. Speculators horrified by crazy tax changes. Bizarre. Crazy. Landlords shocked at government's housing plans. Chilling effect. Housing policy could hit wider economy. Property investors even managed to share their reactions by proxy through the medium of our prominent broadcasters. Here's Duncan Garner passing on a potentially impotent threat from an investor acquaintance. People, a friend of mine who, who, who I know pretty well, actually, he's come to me overnight and said he's got 40 properties in Auckland. 40, OK? Wow. Yep. He's done really well. And he's going to put the price of every rental in Auckland up by $135 a week. Every rental he owns up by 135 a week from next year as a result of this. News Hub at 6 carried a story headlined, Renters could be worse off following government's new housing package, hyphen, property investors. It quoted three sources, Andrew King, a property developer, and Tony Alexander, an economist who once advised young people to hire as many feng shui consultants, window washers, dog walkers, dog washers, and cat whisperers as boomers did if they wanted to own a home. Renters were not consulted. These were all legitimate voices to add to the discussion. Property investors in particular will be affected by a new rule barring them from claiming mortgage interests on their extra houses as a tax-deductible expense. It did raise questions, though, of whether there might be a few other people with thoughts about one of the biggest issues facing the country. First home buyers, the group the government's entire package was ostensibly supposed to help, got a little bit of attention, notably in an online story from News Hub's Hannah Cronest. First Home Buyers Club spokeswoman Leslie Harris also appeared in a panel on the AM show alongside King. But one of the most vulnerable groups affected by the changes, renters, were more seldom heard. When they did appear, it was often to express concern that they'd been overlooked, including in this story from TVNZ's Breakfast, where Kapiti grandmother Urutakai Cooper told Jenny May Coffin rising rents meant her children were losing hope they'd ever be able to buy a house. So how has it been for you and your husband to see your daughter, your son-in-law and your mokopuna in this situation? Oh, yeah, it's, it's, heart, it's heartbreaking because, like I said, they're, they're wonderful parents. I mean, I've got five children and all of them are wonderful parents. And um, they do really well for their, for their own children. And 
Um, I just want them to have a future. Some social media users said the bias towards investor voices showed newsrooms had essentially been bought off by a real estate industry which pays top dollar for glossy inserts in sections like the Herald's One Roof or Stuff's Homed. The reality is likely a bit more nuanced, but it's possible those real estate connections inform which commentators reporters have on speed dial. Moneyed and powerful voices are also just easier for journalists to get a hold of in general. Property investors have the cash to fund full-time advocates like King and Colwick. Economists are notoriously easy to find and reliable with a quote. Renters don't have the same resources or representation, and in this case, even those who often speak for those with lower incomes, such as the Salvation Army or Margaret Budgeting Services Trust Daryl Evans, weren't featured. Those inbuilt advantages for investors can lead to the media presenting a distorted impression of what New Zealanders actually think. To get a fuller picture that doesn't just elevate the loudest, most well-resourced voices in the room, it's worth taking the time to dig a little deeper and not default to the usual suspects.